Welcome to Creation, Teaching Truth with Confidence, a biblical training program for teens and above. Now let's join Mike as he teaches about how to respond to biblical arguments used to support millions of years. Our subject is responding to biblical arguments used to support millions of years. And we're on lesson five, which is the last lesson in this subject. And our topics are the Genesis 2-4 challenge and how could Adam name all the animals in one day. Now here's our objectives for this lesson. Number one, state two reasons why Genesis 2-4 does not support the days of creation were long ages. And second, state three supporting evidences Adam named all the animals in one day. Let's go to Genesis 2-4 and look at our challenge. And Genesis 2-4 states this, This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made earth and heaven. Now the challenge here is that the word day in Genesis 2-4 does not mean a literal day. Therefore, the days of creation in Genesis chapter 1 also don't have to mean a literal day. That is our challenge. And let's go to a quote by a Dr. Hugh Ross. He has his doctorate in astronomy, and he is a strong supporter of millions of years and that the days of creation were long periods of time. And he states this, Here the word day refers to all six days and the creation of the universe that took place prior to the first creative day. Obviously, then, this is a period longer than 24 hours. Now, we agree with Dr. Ross here that the word day in Genesis 2-4 does not mean a literal day. It refers to the entire creation week. But there are two very serious errors when trying to apply Genesis 2-4 to mean the days of creation were long periods of time. Number one, it's an error in logic. And number two, it is taking God's word out of context. What I'd like to do now is take a look at the logic that Dr. Ross and others that use Genesis 2-4 to support the days of creation for long periods of time. So let's apply a little logic here. So we'll start with premise number one. Some instances of Yom are long periods of time, such as Genesis 2-4. We agree with that. No problem with that premise. His premise two is this. The days of creation in Genesis 1 are instances of Yom. We agree with that also. Genesis chapter 1, we have the word yom. But his conclusion is where we're going to have a problem. And here is his conclusion based on those two premises. Therefore, the days of creation in Genesis 1 are long periods of time. This is an invalid argument. Why? See, it's incorrect to claim the days of creation in Genesis 1 are long ages based on these two premises. Why? Well, let's go back and read premise 1. Some instances of Yom are long periods of time. Notice it only says some instances are long periods of time. It doesn't say all instances. So we don't have enough information to come to that conclusion. So we have an error in logic by Dr. Ross. Let's look at some more instances of logic here that are on the same line that Dr. Ross uses. So let's start here. Premise one, all students carry backpacks. Premise two, my grandfather carries a backpack. Conclusion, therefore my grandfather is a student. That conclusion is incorrect. Why? Because premise one only refers to students carrying backpacks. It doesn't state whether a grandfather is a student or not. So we cannot draw that conclusion. It does not give us enough information to draw that conclusion. So it's an error in logic. Let's look at one more logic problem here. 
Premise one, some doctors are overworked. Premise two, Jack is a doctor. Conclusion, therefore Jack is overworked. That is again an incorrect conclusion. Why? Well, Jack is a doctor, but it only says some doctors are overworked, not all. So we cannot draw that conclusion. That's what's happening when people use Genesis 2-4 to support the days of creation for long periods of time. They're doing an error in logic. Now let's look at some facts about Genesis 2-4. First, Genesis 2-4 refers to the entire creation week, not just a single day. Not a problem. Second, Genesis 2-4 does not include the phrase evening and morning, nor is it preceded by a number such as we see in Genesis 1 with the word day. Folks, context matters. We should not be taking God's word out of context. Next, in Genesis 2-4, the word day is biyam and not yom. This is because it is attached to the preposition in. And finally, the phrase in the day is a Hebrew idiom for when. Now, wait a minute, Mike. You just brought up one of these words here, idiom. What in the world does idiom mean? Well, idiom, it is a group of words in a fixed order that have a meaning that is different from the meanings of each word on its own. Let's take some examples here. Suppose we said, hit the ball. Well, we'd understand that. It's like a baseball player getting up the bat and hitting the ball. But how about if we use the phrase, he hit the wall? Now, we're not saying somebody ran into a wall and went splat. No, it's an idiom. It means he ran out of energy. It's like a runner in a race, and they suddenly become very tired and slow down. That's a phrase we say, he hit the wall. He just ran out of energy. How about another idiom we use in English language? He has a chip on his shoulder. Now, we're not saying he's walking around with a potato chip on his shoulder or a computer chip on his shoulder. What we're saying is this person is easily upset or they're just very grouchy. See, it's an idiom. Let's take a look at some more common ones we might be familiar with. How about this one? He jumped the gun. We're not saying he jumped on top of a gun. We're saying that person did something early, such as a runner starting before the gun goes off. Or how about this one? He has a case of the blues. We're not saying there's a person out there running around with a blue face. It means feeling sad. Here's another one. He's really a ham. We're not saying that person's a piece of meat. We're saying is the person may be overacting or give it a shot. We're not saying to go out there and shoot somebody. Give it a shot is an idiom for give it a try or it cost an arm and a leg. We're not saying you have to go into a store, take off your arm and pay for this item. It cost an arm and leg means it was very expensive. How about this last one? It's in the bag. Well, it doesn't mean you're going to go around looking for a, in a bag for something. It means it's a certainty. So, idiom is a group of words in a fixed order that have a particular meaning that is different from the meanings of each word on its own. And that's what Genesis 2-4 is. So, let's go back and read that verse again. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Well, again, the phrase in the day is the Hebrew idiom for when. So if we were to read this again that way, it would say this. 
This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made earth and heaven. And finally there, the word day in the Hebrew is not yom, it is biyom. So our conclusion about Genesis 2-4 is this. It is an incorrect use of scripture and bad reasoning or logic to use Genesis 2-4 to support that days of creation could be long ages. In addition, it is a bad hermeneutic. A common error people make when they want to insert millions of years into God's Word is to take God's Word out of context. Now let's go to our second challenge and our last challenge. How could Adam name all those creatures in just one day? Now to answer this challenge, we will go to the Bible. Now notice I didn't say go to science. Why? Because as a Christian, the Bible must be our authority in all matters. And we will start our answer by going to Genesis chapter 2, verse 19, where it reads, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky, and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. So the first part of this answer comes in Genesis 2.19. Adam did not have to go out on some wild safari to gather up all these animals and name them. What does it tell us? God brought the animals to Adam to name. So there's the first part of this answer. The second part comes in Genesis chapter 2, verse 20, where it reads, The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. Now, common misconception is that Adam had to name all the animals. No, it never says that. Read the Bible. It says he only had to name the cattle, or like the livestock, the beast of the field, and the birds of the air. He did not have to name the fish, the marine creatures, the insects, or the amphibians. That would leave us about 11,000 species. Now, wait a minute, Mike. Where do you come to that 11,000? Well, let's do a little homework here. About 98% of known species are invertebrate. Those are the creatures without backbones, and that would include the insects. So about 98% have just been eliminated of all the species. The remaining vertebrae, those with backbones, number about 40,000 species. Now about 29,000 of the remaining vertebrae are marine amphibians, which Adam did not have to name. This leaves us about 11,000 species. Now let's go to the next step. Adam didn't have to name all the species. He only had to name the kinds, not all the varieties within kind. So all he had to do was say chicken, and that take care of all the flavors of chicken we know. Now, we don't know what he originally called them, but that's all he had to do was give the kind a name. All he had to say was dog, and that took care of all the different shapes and sizes of dogs we have. And then maybe horse, that took care of all the varieties of horses we have. So all he had to do was name the kinds. Now we can draw a conclusion to this challenge. Adam only had to name about 2,000 creatures. If he were to name four per minute, which is not that fast, just four per minute, Adam could have easily named all those creatures in less than nine hours. For example, in the first hour, he would have named 240 animals. The second hour, he would have named 480 animals. At the end of nine hours, 
he would have named over 2,000 creatures. A common problem that people have is to limit God to what we know or what we can do. They limit God to our knowledge of science. So let's take a look at God and time here. How long did, did it take God to create all these languages? For instance, at the Tower of Babel. They didn't have to go out and take courses and study each language. It happened instantly. All these people knew different languages. It didn't take God any time at all, hardly. How long did it take Jesus to turn water into wine? He did it instantly. How long did it take Jesus to heal the sick, crippled, and blind? Folks, they didn't have to go to hospital, have some surgery and some biopsy, then wait for days or weeks to recover. God did it instantly. And how long did it take God to create quadrillions of stars? A single day, folks. You see, we're limiting God to what we know and what we can do. Let's take a look at day six, what had to happen there. On day six, God made the land animals. God made Adam. Adam named all the animals in less than nine hours. God planted the Garden of Eden. God put Adam to sleep, and God made Eve. Now, how long did it take God to really make all these animals? He could have done it one second, folks. It didn't take him millions of years. It didn't take him weeks. He could have done it one second, two seconds, five seconds. See, there's no reason to doubt that God could not have done all this in one day. God is powerful, folks. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. He could do far, far more than this in one single day than what he did on day six of creation. It comes down to, do you believe God's word, or are you limiting God to our level of knowledge? Our conclusion about how could Adam have named all the animals one day comes from this verse, folks, Jeremiah 32, verse 17, and it states, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. So now let's look at our lesson review here. We covered the Genesis 2-4 challenge, and we looked at how could Adam have named all the animals in one day. So let's go to our final review exercise. Number one, state two reasons why Genesis 2-4 does not support the days of creation were long ages. Well, the phrase in the day in Genesis 2-4 is a Hebrew idiom for when. And the word day in Genesis 2-4 is not accompanied with a number, nor is it bounded by evening and morning. And our second challenge here, State three supporting evidences Adam named all the animals in one day. We'll look at several of them here. First, Adam did not have to name all the animals. Second, God brought the animals to Adam to name. Third, Adam only had to name the kinds and all the varieties within kind. And fourth, Adam only had to name about 2,000 animals. And that's the end of this subject series. If you'd like to support our ministry, Creation Training Initiative, you can go to our website, creationtraining.org. That's creationtraining.org. Or you can email me at info at creationtraining.org. Thank you and God bless. You've just watched some information we believe will assist you in your Bible study time. Now we post these videos on our website for free access. However, it does take time and resources to produce training like this. You can help us continue to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ 
and the truth about God's creation by writing to us or financially supporting the ministry of Creation Training Initiative. Our address is CTI, Post Office Box 2415, Eagle, Idaho 83616. Or you can donate online by going to our website, creationtraining.org, or simply send us a note by email, info at creationtraining.org.